the bullet ricocheted off the metal barrier he had just placed, significantly damaging it, but it still provided sufficient cover to mask his location. He peeked through the damaged wall, hoping to spot the enemy, and just as he did, another bullet flew past his head, just barely missing him. He pressed his back firmly against the wall, breathing deeply, hoping and praying his wall held until he could find some time to replace it. He made a quick move to the more fortified portion of his makeshift stronghold, but as he did, a bullet went through his stomach, draining what felt like 90% of what life he had left. With all his strength, he crawled to the corner and bandaged himself up, granting himself a slight reprieve, but as he looked around, he realized he may be prolonging the inevitable. With his last bit of strength, he grabbed some supplies, crafted a jerry-rigged barrier, and slipped to the ground. And just as he did, bullets ripped apart the ground beneath his feet. He ran with all the might he could muster and slipped into the forest, just barely as the bullets tore apart the grass that he had just stepped on. A grenade rolled by him, and he leaped out of the way, but the blast caught him and tossed him across the forest, slamming him into a tree. He looked up and his opponent was approaching him, but he hadn't seen him yet. He quickly gathered himself and slipped around the tree and drew his golden pump-action shotgun. He took a deep breath. Nearer he drew. The footsteps slowed down. Still holding that breath, he lightly crouched pivoted off his leg and leaped out from behind a tree and just as his finger ripped the trigger on his gun, his opponent from nowhere was blasted through the skull and exploded with all of his belongings. In shock, he turned and was greeted with the barrel of a loaded shotgun. Welcome back to another episode of the Video Game Mythos Podcast. We are here. We are going to, if you didn't figure it out from the intro, we're going to be jumping back into the, not my favorite game in history, but you know what? I love you guys, so I'm going to suck it up and deal with it. We're going to be jumping in back where we left off, way back in episode five, back into the awful, terrible, no pun intended, epic world of Fortnite. <laughs> Don't forget I, to thank the bus driver on the way down. <laughs> I have uh, brought with me some guests that are much more Fortnite-oriented than I am, as much of the... Uh, in the first time we talked about uh, video... Sorry. In the first time we talked about Fortnite, uh, there was a lot to cover for the story. We talked about Save the World mode, um, and we talked about the first five seasons of what they had out for the multiplayer. But as of now, uh, the only thing that's really changed for the Save the World mode is they actually added an ending where you fight the Storm King. Um, so that's nice. They kind of put a nice little neat bow on that. There really isn't a lot to talk about on that front. However, things still are and moved rapidly, popping off in the Battle Royale mode. So I brought with me some... I would call them experts. They might not be experts in the sense of like esports, but they know a heck of a lot more about Fortnite than I do at this point in time. I'm definitely not good at the game, but I know about it. So that's uh, Josiah Jones. You might know him from the other shows on our network, which we're going to talk about here in a second. Mm -hmm. And then we also have uh, another seasoned Fortnite 
uh, person. You can follow him on his Instagram, the Party Blarder, where he posts uh, <laughs> his Fortnite videos. Only whenever and escapades. Only whenever they're good. So it's like once every six months. <laughs> no, it, I actually had like a bunch of stuff, and then Instagram just locked me out. For it's same thing with the D and D Instagram. I still can't get into it. And it finally uh, let me into that one. You hate to see it. Yeah, you hate to see it. But yeah, fuck it. So we've got uh, Daniel. You all know him. He's been he's made a video game mythos appearance before, and he was on a People, lot of our other shows. They probably still hate me for my top three games. Ever. That's okay. They, it doesn't matter. <laughs> That's his top debut. three games. This is Josiah's debut to video game mythos. Um, so they are both on other shows. Feel free to check out the other shows in our banner. We have Wasted Local Talent, where Daniel and Josiah and Jed. And Ashley interview bands and businesses, artists uh, from the West Virginia area, shine light on what they're doing, what they're involved in, and try to help get them some exposure. If you have a band or business or something in the West Virginia area that you would like to be uh, spotlighted on Wasted Local Talent, sign up on our website, 13palmtrees.com slash Wasted Local Talent. And there is a form that you could fill out, uh, and then we'll bring you on the show. Uh, we also have D&D Kinda, where yours truly, and Daniel, yes. who stars as Topher, as well as Jed, Ryan, and Josh run through a homebrew campaign. We just recently made a trip to the Steel City Con in Pittsburgh, uh, got a lot of exposure there, so um, things are going to be ramping up in that campaign really soon, so thanks to everyone who keeps listening to that. Exposing yourself doesn't count as exposure for the show. So. Well, you know what? I had a D&D kind of <laughs> sticker on my wiener. So. <laughs> um, it was the small one, right? Well, it, wrapped it around really like didn't matter. What, it could have been the little pin that would have covered it. So. Ow. Uh, <laughs> hey. Ow. <laughs> now I'm just thinking of the Scrubs episode where he pierces his... You know, Don't look. Accidental. Uh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Don't look. No, no. <laughs> um, and then last but not least, we have Gurus of Gaming. Uh, our sister video game podcast where as we go into the uh, myth and lore in video games, they talk about video game news topics and other things video game related that the show does not touch on. Still worth giving it a listen. Check it out. All those by searching 13 Palm Trees. Uh, all of our shows, regardless of which ones you like, have merchandise. You can check them out on our website, 13palmtrees.com slash merch. And we all have instagrams and facebook's and twitter's that you should check out now here's the reason i bring that up since the inception of video game mythos listeners we've had a twitter and facebook and we have always said if you share the show if you tweeted us or tweet out using the hashtag vg mythos we're gonna sling video games your way they might be steam games they might be regular video games i can assure you that everyone in the past that has tweeted about the show, that has used the hashtag VGMythos, has been given a video game. Don't miss your chance. Why are you not doing this? It's a free video game. Even if it's a Steam key that you don't have, sell it on G2A. Loser, come on. I want to give you free stuff. Why aren't you participating? Free stuff is probably one of my top five all-time favorite things. I agree. Um, so speaking of free speaking stuff, speaking of free stuff, Fortnite. Fortnite. <laughs> yeah, so uh, we're gonna jump right back in where we left off in episode five. And ironically enough, that was uh, that episode actually aired and debuted the day of the season six launch. So, what we're gonna do is um, do a little recap of season five, which is where the cube came in it was causing a lot of crazy stuff to go on and the last thing that happened in season five was the cube sank into loot lake making it a bouncy surface 
the cube affectionately referred to as Kevin. Kevin. And it, uh, we, we talked about, I don't know if you knew this, but the cube would give you shield if you stood next to it. It would regenerate your health. But also, if you would shoot it, it would get angry at you and zap you and just it yeet you across the map. Mm-hmm. It was entertaining, <laughs> but people would go investigate the cube, and I like to hide in a bush and just shoot at the cube because the closest person to the cube was the person that would get zapped. So I got all kinds of kills. Just Wow, that's cheap. I, I got playing, w- playing yeah. with Josiah. It's it better is. than him fishing now, but we'll get into that later. Yeah. So pre, pre-release <laughs> in season one, uh, the cube emerged uh, from a chunk of land beneath the island house and created a whirlwind around the now floating island. Um, and then there was a chunk of loot lake ripped out, leaving a whirlpool where the island was. And then there was a bunker built under Wailing Woods. Which I thought was awesome. That bunker was dope. I forgot about the bunker. Dude, And you I loved could... It. Rift the did did we introduce rifts already? What uh, rift? I think rifts came out in season four. A I think rift. Plus. If you went into the rift, it would zap you thousands of feet up into the air, where you could redrop as if you were leaving the battle bus, which was very helpful if you're trying to not be stuck in the storm, or if you are in a bad situation and someone's shooting you and you just zap your way out. But in Wailing Woods. What it would do was there was bunkers all under the ground. It, it's one of the biggest locations on the map, and you could go into a rift and come out in another house and run back and forth. And another cheap tactic that I would use was set a trap Setting traps over the rift. right in front of the rift, <laughs> so someone would come through and just bam. I love doing that. That was a lot of fun. I mean, that's smart, regardless. So that, that happened. The floating island began to move around the map, uh, collecting energy from corrupted areas. Uh, the following week, the floating island returned to Leaky Lake. It did. Um, and then the cube makes its triumphant return and destroys the floating island due to all that energy it had. And it starts creating cube shards with summon cube monsters. The cube monsters. I, I've never liked those. Like the, the zombie stuff. And you go into Pleasant or wherever one would be. And it's just like, you're just trying to loot. And... It, it you really got these guys like, chasing after you. It was. Well, it seemed like there was there was a a lot of Fortnite players, <clears throat> especially the original Fortnite players, that thought, "I think this game would be better if there were some NPCs that would be trying to kill you." Much like the Save the World mode had. I thought it was definitely interesting to uh, be a, an LTM, a live in the time mode, but they they put the zombies right in the middle of the actual arena, yeah. and so. Of course, right at the end of the game, when zombies have been following you for the entirety of the game, and it's down to three or four people left, and the circle's really small, the zombies would just start to eat people up. And I like the zombies in... Uh, I mean, We'll talk about this in the near future, but just in one location and not in the whole map. And they, they do that in... One of the seasons coming up. Well, zombies horde. I mean, we've learned that from other other things. Yeah. Uh, so next, the cube ran out of energy and drops the last bit of its energy into the Leaky Lake Whirlpool, and then the cube explodes and takes any witnessing players to the in-between, a dimension made <clears throat> completely out of light. I remember that. I was in that, um, that live event that they had. Uh, whatever AIM is arrives at the Flush Factory. 
Uh, AIM spies on the activities of the island's residents. And in the final week of season six, it's a skin. It's a robot. I've got that skin. <laughs> the iceberg is spotted off the coast and gets closer every day. Yes. The, the iceberg. One of the cool things that Fortnite did very well was tease stuff where like the cube we talked about it in the span of about two minutes but the cube was there for weeks and it would go around the map and smash different locations and finally rolled into loot lake and then they had the floating island and so but every time that they would do something like that they would leave a teaser so it was what next week what are they going to do they're going to change one thing it's not going to be monumental but it's going to tease what's going to happen so the iceberg was one of the cool things where you're dropping out of the bus you're looking for a place to land you're hoping a 12 year old doesn't land on you and you're like wait what's that what's that off in the distance it's an iceberg what does it mean continue so that rolled into season seven but prior to season seven the intro to season seven boom iceberg crashes into the island and that correct me if i'm wrong froze like a whole portion of the map right it created like an ice portion it froze the north east southwest southwest northeast southwest (laughs) the entirely opposite they froze the the southwest (laughs) i'm sorry i shouldn't have asked that question because it says right here in my notes um but it's witnessed by several characters watching a movie in a log cabin i remember when this aired oh yeah that was a that was a pretty big deal uh, and then Sergeant Winter appears on the top of the iceberg with his slushy soldiers and declares war. So, yeah, yep, big beard, muscles. It looks like, like the, a jacked Santa Claus because yeah, he's beef boy long, Santa Claus over there. Long winters without Mrs. Claus. Um, <laughs> he's got a two-hander. <laughs> so that changed probably a quarter of the map, and even yeah. the locations that survived, like Viking Village, were ice skating rinks and. Greasy Grove, one that had been there. I don't know if it was an original, but had been there for a while. It was completely covered in snow, and it, it never came back. Yep, oh, Durr Burger set up shop at Retail Row. It was completely covered in ice. Yeah. Yeah, like it was under the ice. Yeah. Yep, and because it says Durr Burger set up shop in Retail Row because Greasy Grove was completely frozen over, and the block appears and crushes Risky Reels. Which is very upsetting. I love Risky. Risky was... And- one of my favorite locations to land too. Yeah. But I really liked the block. Now, a lot of people didn't like the block. It was laggy, but what Epic Games did was they designated a block and they made it open to creative. They said, you create a block. This is your parameters. This is your measurements. You create your own village. You create your own little map. And we might choose you to be featured in the game for a whole week. So it was a location that changed every week, but it was always stacked with mats. It was always stacked with uh, tons of chests. It had more it's chests. a really good way to encourage the, people to go. Yeah. Like, it's a really There cool was way. always the one, like, gold chest. Yeah, always there. one gold chest that spawned so a gold weapon. It was always a race for us to find out where that was every week to, yeah. try, to try to get that good, because it was always a decent, you know, it was a gold weapon, so... But it it was it was a, a hot spot location at the beginning of Thursday, Wednesday, whenever they dropped a new block. So that was kind of cool. It, it didn't really have anything else to do with the story we're talking about, but 
uh, that was fun. Well, deep in week three, the big old ice mountain in the distance started to thaw and unveiled the Infinity Blade. Worst now, thing let me, that they let me talk have about done this for a second. This, that was so, so Epic Games, <laughs> the Infinity Blade, yes, while it might have been terrible in Fortnite, the Infinity Blade is based off of the game Infinity Blade that they made that was an app. There was Infinity Blade 1, 2, and 3. And it was a stylized, probably one of the best graphics still to this day on any mobile device. It was a, um, it was like a, a mini RPG almost, but it was like a hack and slash fighter fighter RPG, where it was telling these ancient stories in the Infinity Blade. And the first game was the best sword, and then they they introduced more. Um, so I think this was just a little nod to those people that liked that particular franchise. And that's a, I'm glad that I brought that up because I'm going to do a self-submission for an Infinity Blade segment because that was by far one of the best mobile games ever created. So one of the interesting things about the Infinity Blade was how powerful it was. And I don't think when they unveiled this that they thought it was going to be as powerful as it was because it was not necessarily easy to wield. And you had to drop everything. You had to drop everything. As soon as you picked up the Infinity Blade, you dropped all your builds, all your well, guns. I'm pretty sure at first, I, I feel like at first, I feel like you could still build. Okay, I think, that, I think, I think that's actually true. I think true. they actually allowed you to build, which was shitty. They took that away real But quick. then they took it away, <laughs> yeah. But they, it instantly gave you full health, full shield, and doubled it. So you had 400 health total 200 uh health and then 200 shield and then it would regenerate one for every second so even if you went down to one hp if you went and hid somewhere for 399 seconds you'd be full shield again Mm -hmm. and you can move a lot quicker with it because of your attacks and things you can jump further you could fly across the map Mm -hmm. and if you were in squad mode you could cut down like a whole forest and your whole team would just have every build in the whole world. Mm-hmm. And that was pretty entertaining. In esports, there was giant fights right at the beginning of the game. Whoever won the sword won the game and they would have like 25 kills because if you've ever watched a professional Fortnite game right there at the end when they're all building on top of each other, just imagine the Infinity Blade just flying in there and crushing everyone. It was, it was great. Season, uh, season seven, arguably one of the shorter ones, and I do believe it was due to the uh, the Infinity Blade's appearance because during week three all the way to week seven, uh, the biggest lag in anything happening in Fortnite in seasons, probably due to just the, the fan complaints, which ultimately ended up in the Infinity Blade being vaulted. Um, thank God, according to everyone. Yes. So uh, four weeks later in week seven, the Ice King and Ice Queen unthaw from their thrones. In an elastic effort to keep the prisoner frozen, the Ice King uses the magic to send a snowstorm to cover the map. Ice shards appear around the map and create the Ice Legion soldiers, which are essentially identical to the cube monsters. Uh, the Ice Legion is under control by the Ice King and Queen, but despite the Ice King's best efforts, the prisoner unthaws and escapes and steals the key from the tower to unlock some of his chains. And he that then- was one of my favorite skins. Because it was like one of the first, no, the the prisoner. Oh, okay. Because it was one of the first times that I can remember, I mean, maybe earlier on, but where you started off 
and you've got this like mask, like chain, uh, like metal mask on, and you had to visit, I think, three or four different locations, and every time you did and found the key, part of it would fall off, and then you end up with this guy who was just, he's like on fire, like a, you know, like a Oh, that is guy. awesome. And um, I thought that was, I thought that was a really cool, like, concept, and that was, I feel like that was the first time that I had seen that happen. It might have happened in earlier seasons, but where they gave you a skin and little things, like hidden things to find to open up different styles for that skin. Yeah. Which I thought was really cool. I think they really kind of stepped up their game right in this time period because uh, you talked about the Ice King covering the map in snow. That was a pretty cool live event where uh, he rose up out of the ocean and he just waved his arm and this giant blizzard just blew over the whole map and covered it in snow (laughs) and they had done major map changes before uh and they even you even talked about kevin but they they hadn't really done animation it was just okay this probably happened because this this a plus b equals this and then so i feel like this is the area where they really started to step up their live events and I think there's actually one coming up. Yep. Immediately after all of that, after the prisoner is, uh, like Daniel had mentioned, was freed and regains his power, um, the well-known rap artist Marshmallow performed a live concert in Pleasant Park digitally. That's pretty dope. That's really cool to see them doing that kind of stuff. However, because his music is absolute dog shit, the grass around <laughs> uh, Wailing Woods started to die immediately. And then the Storm King emerged, heard the crappy music, and was defeated and was turned into the cube. Fun fact. More people watched that Marshmallow concert than any concert that's ever been viewed in history. There was... Well, you didn't have to leave your couch Millions to watch of people that were watching I mean, that. And that was a pretty cool live event. That things happened like you would you would start flying around there was zero gravity at one point and like i said the the live events that before they this was the, i feel like the marshmallow concert was the announcement like this this is going to be something that we're going to do in the future because it was i mean it was a concert and it didn't have any relevance to the game but it was cool and well, they introduced like the marshmallow skin and like the pickaxe yeah. and things like that too so but well, that brought about the end of season seven. And then we jump into season eight, which looks like it's pirate themed. It was. So uh, Blackheart and his pirates arrive on the island in search of treasure. They set up a dwelling at Lazy Lagoon and invade several spaces around the map, turning them into pirate outposts. Uh, looks like there's a volcano that forms around the dwelling for the prisoner and his hybrid soldiers, uh, which destroyed Wailing Woods. Uh, all this took place prior to week one, so upon release, all this had happened. Uh, the jungle forms on the northeast part of the map, overgrowing Tomato Temple, and forces the block to move, causing it to destroy the motel. And then Sunny Steps got built. Also sad. I like the motel. Too. The motel was a fun spot. Uh, I remember this happened during... Uh, it took out Wailing Woods, and this happened during a major Fortnite tournament in Poland, and this guy flew all the way to Poland. He landed Wailing Woods every time. That was his spot. And he, he landed in Poland and his his spot was gone. So that but the the volcano and sunny steps and all that stuff, that was pretty cool. It was uh, one thing about Fortnite, it's been very good at reinventing itself. So I mean Daniel and I found our, our little spot out there and we 
discovered it. It was it was kind of cool. You can discover new parts of the map and find new favorite locations to land. Mm. And this was one of my favorite new map spots. Sunny Steps? Uh, just the whole area around Sunny Steps. It no. changed about a quarter of the map, Dude, like, was like the snow did. Yeah, there was a part behind it that was solar panels with like a couple like little outposts back there that we would always go. And they, they introduced the balls. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, that's that's whenever right right around this time is whenever I got my first no kill win oh, with yeah. the ball, and I was on with with Eric and I was like we're gonna do this I'm gonna get a no kill win and I just went in that ball and just I didn't pick up a gun just in case and I just all heals and I beat out everybody by just surviving. So I'll dope. explain the ball. Jeez. It's on my Instagram if you want to check it out. <laughs> Fortnite Fortnite season one had no way to get from point A to point B. They introduced shopping cart, they introduced a golf cart, and then four-wheeler, and every season, there's a different way to get around. We talked about the rifts. That was a different way to get around. And then this season, I mean, there was airplanes one season, and then this season, they introduced a ball that had a plunger on it, and it was kind of like if you ever watched Jurassic World, where they're rolling around and watching the dinosaurs, that's what it was. And you could just plunger stuff in trees and swing and roll around. And it, it was, it was fun. It was in, inventive. I liked it. All right. So moving on week <laughs> three to week eight, uh, Vikings started invaded houses, but it looks like there was someone that had enough of it and turned his house into a fortress and successfully defended against them. There was a random helicopter that started flying around the map. No one knows what it did, seemingly serving no purpose. I don't remember that. And then the government that. showed up. That's probably what happened. That's probably what it was. Yeah. They, they were Government on the TVs recon. and radios and stuff. They were changing. Yeah. So they dug up a lava vent near the desert. Uh, then they dug up a lava pool in the middle of Dusty Divot. And then they found a bunker near Loot Lake. Uh, moving on into week eight, they continue to dig in the middle of Loot Lake and discover the vault. They set up outposts. Um, there were runes that started to appear around the map. Players had to interact with each one in a way. Uh, to reach their respective lot spot in Loot Lake. As each rune got inserted, the volcano started to smoke more, and house owners in Pleasant Park started to build bunkers under their houses. So a lot, of, was a lot of subtle changes. Whenever you're so used to Pleasant Park, I was one of my... Uh, Josiah hates Pleasant I Park. Hate he he hates it. But whenever well, yeah, you go I mean, there and you go to your, like, your favorite house and somebody chucks a grenade, then you fall, you're like, what the... Yeah, you're going? in the basement? <laughs> yeah. it's, it is cool to see how cool. this game changes... Even the things you're so familiar mm-hmm. with, just in a, I shouldn't say this because it's not, it is ironic, but in a fundamental kind of way. Yeah. Um, that it, I mean, just like you said, the a small change just from one part of the map completely changed someone who was world renowned yeah. in this. And all of a sudden, he's not as good as he was because they just changed one part they of the map. They completely changed the whole part of the map. And they would introduce, I mean, something that we were kind of glancing over is that they introduced new weapons. Mm-hmm. That, for example, the pirates, they had the, oh, the, the cannons. Well, they had the cannons. That's another way that you could shoot yourself across the map. And they uh, had I the gun, the, the, um, the oh, blunderbuss, the, the revolver kind of, yeah, you know what I mean. The, the blunderbuss, whatever, yeah. whatever it's called. Whatever they yeah. called it. Uh, but you, you could use that gun to move. You could shoot it. It would shoot you in the opposite direction that you would shoot it. So a lot of the better players could use that to 
jump off a skyscraper and then shoot it right before they hit the ground. And that way that would stop them from dying to fall damage. But also you could shoot somebody in the head with it and kill them instantaneously. So that's just one gun. And they introduce it one week, changes the whole strategy of the game. So that's something that they do that's really fun uh, from season to season. Every time that they introduce a new little story theme, they introduce stuff and weapons that goes with it. So moving into the final week of season eight, uh, all the runes are inserted and the vault opens. Players are taken to a different part in the in-between in the floors. This time there are several pillars which display removed items. So that's kind of like a little tease and throwback. Uh, the drum gun pillar is destroyed and players are transported back to the island as the drum gun is added back. Uh, there's a thick fog that covers the map as the volcano erupts after the unvaulting. It destroys the middle of retail row um, and the entirety of Tilted Towers and damages the bottom of Polar Peak. I remember people's streams whenever they destroyed Tilted. Freaking Nick out. Nick Merckx was just fucking going crazy. <laughs> That's his it spot. Was, that was his was spot. So funny. And he's just screaming, no! <laughs> and you see it uh, with the dramatic music in the background and it's big giant fireball comes down and just blows up Tilted Towers and it's <laughs> gone. And he just, he lands there in a crater and he's just like looking around like, what? <laughs> what, 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 what do I do? And he actually switched. Sunny Steps became one of his favorite spots to land because he didn't have anywhere else to go. So he had to reinvent himself. So last thing that happened is Peely and Jonesy escaped the volcano eruption by entering a bunker inside the mountain. They have fun, but soon they realize there is no food. Peely's the banana skin. I figured. That's whenever, <laughs> that's, that's whenever they like introduced... I think it was right after that in the in season nine where they introduced the back bling where it was like a like little smoothie thing. Yeah. That was always like, is Jonesy eating the banana? He like, was. What is going on? He was. <laughs> you hate to see it. Nah. <laughs> banana smoothies are great. <sighs> but not if they're your friend. The clip for that <clears throat> where they were trapped in this bunker <laughs> and they just kind of look at each other. And then the next scene is Peely in a little shake jar. You see his eyes and his mouth and Jonesy's like sipping on him. And the people come <laughs> in and rescue him and they walk outside and it's Neo tilted. Tilted Towers is rebuilt. Yep. Which leads right into season nine. Um, you don't know how much time it was, obviously enough for someone to survive, but and then eat also a giant to, banana. <laughs> he um, has got a beard down to his knees. Yeah. Now, so. And they went into the future. Neo Tilted was very futuristic and that introduced a new way to travel on the map, which was, uh, I can't remember what it's called. Slipstream. Slipstream. You could jump in the slipstream and it was basically an air tunnel mm -hmm. where you could fly in designated spots around the map and around Neo Tilted and around Retail Row. This but you can where, get from one side of the map to the next. This is this is where everything started going pretty much downhill. This honestly. was the, if I recall correctly, a lot of people thought season nine was the weakest season it, it in Fortnite history. I didn't, I didn't hate season nine. I definitely hated the planes more, which I think was season seven. I would rather have planes but in an empty map than season nine. Neo Tilted. <laughs> Just give me Tilted Towers has had, I think, four different iterations. And I actually heard someone, uh, it was Nick Merckx. He, he was ranking Tilted Towers from best to, to least. The original was the best. Then he had uh, the Western Town. He had 
uh, Gotham, and then he had the crater, and then he had Neo Tilted at number five because <laughs> he hated Neo Tilted was by far one of the worst it locations to good. ever land. So Mega Mall was built on the ruins of Retail Row. Yes. Uh, and pressure plant constructed everywhere the volcano was destroyed. Uh, we talked about Neo Tilted. Uh, Jonesy, now Bunker Jonesy, is a beard turned Peely into a smoothie, and Don's his skin is a cape. <laughs> it's pretty. I didn't pretty, even realize that, that was the skin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sentinel opens under the bunker, which Jonesy was trapped inside of, and he steps out to witness Neo Tilted. Uh, there was a giant monster that escaped from under Polar Peak. It travels around the island. And there was a giant robot named Mecha. It's built by Singularity to battle the monster. And after a long battle, the robot is victorious. The monster was killed by a sword. Um, and the robot flies into space. Thank you for your service. Man, like that, that was my that favorite was live event. The Where they fought? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, this is like a kaiju battle. Like yeah, it was it Godzilla was, versus a Mothra kind of deal. Where it was pretty dope. They uh, like like we said before, they slowly hinted at it where the the monster was going around and he would step on a building or he would destroy something, but you never actually saw him. You might see a footprint or something, and then they slowly built the mech in the volcano, and every week he would have something new, and then right at the end. Of, of the season uh the monster it's a live event you drop in the monster comes up out of the ocean they activate the the robot and they have this massive battle and they have all these little different things that start to make sense like the statue in tilted towers is the infinity blade and it was there the whole time the monster is trying to get to the bunker that kevin sank into and eat the energy cube or just little hints that they left all the way along, and I know I didn't make any sense there to you, Michael, but people that play the game, they say, when that happened, you say, oh, I I know why they did that now. They've been leading up to this moment for a long time, and it was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I called it, too. I, so everybody was wondering, like, I, I, I feel like I was playing with like you and Harrison or maybe Nathaniel I was, whenever they yeah. first started building in Pressure Plant, like, and it wasn't even like knee-high yet. And I was like, I bet you they're building a, a giant robot to fight that monster. And it turned out to be true. And that was like in the early stages. And I was right. And it was dope. I liked it. So that brought about the close of season nine. And then prior to season 10, or season X, as they called it, uh, there was an explosion from Loot Lake causing time to be altered. And some locations have been swapped. Alternate versions, including Dusty Divot being replaced with Dusty Depot. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, week two, Rift Swap Neo Tilted with Tilted Town. Week three, a Rift Beacon brings back Retail Row. Week four, Rift Beacon activates a, a soccer stadium. Uh, the beacon fails and instead destroys this popular location. I was so sad. I love soccer stadium. Yeah. So uh, week five, the beacon is placed at Truck and Oasis. It brings Pandora. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. Uh, the only thing, the only thing nice about that is that. Um, where we would always land was right behind Paradise in yes. a little junkyard. And if you did it right and jumped at a certain time, you could get to that spot with full shields because the bubble around Pandora over Westworld is what we'd call yeah. it. Um, would get, you, you could get full shields by the time you landed. That you was the Borderlands crossover, yeah. Pandora, <clears throat> or oh, part that, of the map. Yep, yep, yeah, so yep. they crossed over with that, and they changed that whole location to be Borderlands-y. Mm-hmm. And so it gave the, you full shield. 
There was a rift beacon placed at Fatal Fields. The beacon brings back the floating island. Uh, two rift beacons are placed, one at the Frozen Lake and one at Par- uh, Paradise Palms. They bring Greasy Grove, the Season X Remix, and Moisty Palms, which sounds disgusting. The Greasy Grove. I was so excited when they brought it back, but it was also one of those rift zones. And every, like, minute or so, you'd start dancing with, like, tacos on your hands. So you'd be, like, in the middle of a fight, and you'd be, like, standing there just waiting so you could start shooting again. It was it was obnoxious. The cool thing about that, though, there were tacos everywhere that you could eat and regenerate your health. Oh, yeah. And while you were dancing, no matter what your health was, only your health bar, not your shield bar, would regenerate all the way to 100. Mm-hmm. So the taco dancing was pretty cool. They brought back, I think you said retail row. They brought, they made it so that there were zombies only in retail row, which if, if you dropped in retail row and survived and you killed the zombies, they would drop gold weapons and it was very advantageous, but you could also die to a zombie, which is just the worst way to die. Uh, maybe not the storm was pretty bad or fall damage, but anyway, I feel when they were doing this, I felt like this was not necessarily a farewell but they were bringing back old locations and i mean they were changing little things about them like taco dancing but when they were doing this i enjoyed it a lot of people didn't really like it but i i just started to get the feeling like i think this map is saying goodbye yeah and you got moisty palms which is you know we'd we'd go to paradise palms all the time they mix moisty meyer and paradise palms yeah and what was cool about that is that you'd go into that zone and you could become a prop. Oh, yeah. Around, if you crouch, you'd become a prop and you could hide. You could turn into some object yeah, and just sit there. Toilet, you know, a bush. So when did know, the meteor show up that was just hovering? Coming up. Okay. Yep. <clears throat> okay. All right. Next thing that's happened, week eight, probably the best thing to ever happen in a <laughs> uh, in Fortnite. Uh, the beacon was placed in Tilted Town, which brought Gotham City through the rift and welcomes Fortnite's next crossover. Fortnite x Batman. That was lit. If you landed in Gotham Gotham City, you were automatically given a bat cape where you did not take fall damage. You, If you jumped off the highest skyscraper, you would just whip out your bat cape and glide. Now, you might get shot out of the air, but that was pretty cool. And then they introduced the Batarang, which would do 75 damage to someone if you hit them. It would also explode if it yeah so it would do that and then they had the uh bat gun the cat the batapult or whatever they called it where you could shoot and zip line places so mm. that that no. was another thing that they uh the the meteor came at the beginning of season 10 that's what because, i thought because that's whenever they brought back dusty divot that's true and the meteor was about to hit it and it was up in the air and it so just, that's that's whenever they brought it back just the meteor. Came down and just was suspended right over suspended, top of the map, right? Yeah. And yeah. You can go up. You you could land there, and um, you could jump off of it without taking fall damage. That was brought on <clears throat> right after the explosion in Loot Lake that you mentioned, uh, and it started changing the locations and changing, sending things back in time. So it sent things back in time to right before the meteor hit. Mm-hmm. So that would. Okay. Yeah, so, and that was there throughout the entirety of this season, right? Yeah. Just floating about and 100 feet off the ground, but you didn't take fall damage if you jumped off of it. You just nice. you could land safely. I know I said earlier that something was like the worst thing that they'd ever done in Fortnite, but I completely forgot about the mechs. I knew you were going to mention that. That was the worst thing that they've ever done. 
That yeah, is one that. reason that people really hated this I season. I stopped playing because of it. They I completely stopped. Introduced in honor yeah. of the mech that defeated the monster. They introduced a new vehicle, and we talked about planes. We talked about everything back to Balls. a shopping cart. But the mech was a two-person vehicle that had way too much health, and it could stomp on things and kill them instantly. It could, uh, it could shoot rockets, unlimited amount of rockets. It could, uh, I don't know. It was just very, very powerful and very difficult to defeat. Just overpowered. Definitely. And even if you did happen to defeat it. It would explode, and if you were not far enough away, it would still kill you. So that that was very frustrating for a lot of people. Even though I liked what they were doing around the map, it it was more powerful than the Infinity Blade because it could be wielded by two people and an unlimited amount of rockets. It was more difficult to kill. So a lot of people really hated that thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it kind of went with the uh, the whole thing they had said that they wanted Fortnite at all times to be something that anyone could win. Yeah, and which is unfortunate. You know, it, a lot of people, you know, there being esports based around that type of game, it's it kind of goes to show that well, you need to evolve. You know, and they, so it's, they it's, it's pluses and minuses to it. They started changing Fortnite at that point and a lot in this upcoming season but they they started making it to where like you said they wanted the 99 percent of people that have never dropped in and got a five kill win a 10 kill win 15 20 kills like there's people that can do that and they do it every day but they wanted the person that's never gotten a kill before ever to successfully get a kill possibly even a victory and this is where they started playing around with that is with the mech so uh, after the after week eight, where they had Fortnite with Batman, uh, the scientist gave up on creating the rift beacons and decided he was going to build a rocket instead. Yeah. Uh, he put one more rift beacon by the racetracks and he brought Starry Suburbs. That sounds so peaceful. I forget Starry Suburbs. I didn't play at all, so I don't. Yeah. That Daniel was, had uh, checked out at this point because of mechs. Yep. I didn't, um, I didn't play from like. It was probably like three weeks at the end of season X or whatever that I didn't even play. And I jumped back in because somebody told me that they completely redid it. So I downloaded it. And I think Josiah told me. Yeah, they got rid of the mech. Yeah. And then so I jumped back in. So one week later, the rocket was done. And then there was a live event that occurred. And everyone tuned in for it. Everybody tuned in for it. Everyone was excited to see because this wasn't it wasn't season ten, it was season X. Yeah. That's notorious for end of generation, not end of season. Unless you're so, iPhone. And something they, is <laughs> people I mean there's there's always rumors circling around the Fortnite community where they're like, Are they gonna get rid of Tilted Towers this time? What part of the map are they gonna change this time? Is my location gonna be gone? And this Fortnite, the Fortnite teasers for this was just X. It's the end. It's over. It's gone. So everyone's like, is the map changing? Is the game over? What is going to happen? And they, the event, they shot the rocket off into space and it started to hit the rifts from the previous seasons and going around and kind of teasing. Is it going to land in this location? Is it going to land in that location? 
where's it going to go? And finally, it started multiplying because it was hitting multiple, multiple rifts. They all landed, the rockets all landed in a rift right in front of the meteor that was just hovering. And all of a sudden, the meteor just disappears and reappears thousands of feet in the air right above Pleasant Park. And all the rockets and the meteor fall straight down and hit the map. And everyone just flies backwards into outer space and then a black hole forms and everyone sucked straight into the black hole and then there was nothing i loved how they did that and then they just shut the servers off they shut and the it was down for what down three days three days mm-hmm. there was nothing and people sat there and watched it for hours because in every other event even when they sucked you into a different dimension they would always drop you right back into the game. Uh, like you mentioned, the drum gun. Everybody voted for the drum gun in the event. They dropped you right back in the game. Everybody had a drum gun. Uh, the marshmallow concert. They dropped you right back into the game, and everybody had a marshmallow skin. Or I, I don't remember how that all worked. So people sat there for hours and just watched this black hole, and they were afraid to quit the game because they didn't want to miss something. And it just, it was nothing. And Minecraft actually really popped off during that time because (laughs) a lot of people didn't have anything better to do and they wanted to keep building. So Minecraft actually became one of the top selling video games of that month. It became number two, I think, behind NBA 2K. But so there there was an eventual return to Fortnite. Uh, We're going to we'll get back to that. We're going to keep revisiting Fortnite as many people do. Uh, There'll be another Fortnite episode coming up in the future. Um, but that kind of fills you back in on the, the history of everything that's going on. So as you have you been listening, one of the reasons why we talk about Fortnite and we're going to continue to talk about it is it's not just a multiplayer game. They do a very good job of changing the game. They do a very good job of engaging the players in what is changing and forcing the players to also change as the game does. But they don't just do that with you know, small tweaks to the game. They do it by hinting uh, you know what's the government doing what's this random pirate doing so the reason it fits very nicely into the video game mythos mythos is because of everything they do to continue to uh grip the player and constantly um have discussions about what's going on i mean i would be willing to bet the reddit at this point for a game that's been popular and popping off for two or three years now is probably one of the largest reddit forums in the world and from a historical standpoint as well, just because there's so much lore and so many theories and so many things to talk about in relation to how Fortnite will or has evolved or what things could potentially mean still even from past seasons still having an impact. So you never know what's coming next with Fortnite. So that's probably the only time I'll ever compliment Fortnite. So everyone take it for what it is. Confirmed Michael loves Fortnite. Mm-hmm. I remember I heard it. I heard it here. No, I don't know. There's there's been a couple times where I've convinced Michael to re-download it and play with us, and after like a half of a game, he's already quit and uninstalled it. So, <laughs> and I know we're not really going to talk about the new season until it's a little bit older. But if you have ever not played Fortnite and you've been interested in it, in this new season they introduced skill-based matchmaking. Mm-hmm. They have literal bots. In the game, they have beginners, and if you have, if you're, this is your first time dropping in, you're facing 
bots, you're facing people that this is their first game, they've never had a kill, they've never had a win. Uh, you get your first kill, you move on to the next level and you build experience points. And as you get better, you start to face better people. So if, if, you've, if you've missed the Fortnite craze and you tried to play it like Michael and you just got absolutely crapped on by a 12 year old that can build a skyscraper in 30 seconds, this might be a time where you re-download it and play because you, you'll, you'll, they'll start you out slow. Yeah, I'm over level 200 right now, so it fucking sucks. Yeah. Every time I play with Daniel, <laughs> I, I'm in level 200. And I'm sitting over here with my level 14 trying to just keep up. Fishing in the storm. Hey, fish is the way to go. Well, that's been another long episode of Video Game Mythos. Sorry for keeping everyone here. We didn't intend it to go so Yeah, so we long. sat down and said 15 minutes, but Fortnite's great, so... Well, there's a lot there is a lot to cover and that's you know that's one thing maybe we'll revisit this game a, maybe a little bit more often uh to keep the episodes down um but yeah we, we're gonna let you go with that thanks for tuning in and we'll catch you in a couple weeks where ryan will talk about something that will ultimately leave us disappointed everyone have a good week <laughs> bye <laughs>